We meet today in Proverbs chapter 16. Proverbs chapter 16 is a very rich and important section. We have this section, short sentences drawn from long experience, tested in the crucible of time and of suffering. They are made rich and real to us by the power of the Holy Spirit. The Proverbs are for all time, although they were written specifically to the young man who was an Israelite under the Mosaic law. However, they widen out and speak to all our hearts in a very definite way, to the rich, to the poor, male and female, black and white. This is a book that can reach down and touch all of us. The preparations of the heart belong to men, but the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. Proverbs 16 verse 1. Now our human proverb that would go along with this one is man proposes but God disposes. You see as the word of God says it is not in man who walks to direct his steps. According to Jeremiah chapter 10 verse 23. You may plan and I may plan or arrange things but when the time comes to act or speak God is the one who is going to have the last word. We may make a great boast, but only God can give the final answer. It is the purpose of the Lord that prevails. That must be kept at the back of our minds. All the ways of men are pure in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the spirits. Proverbs 16 verse 2. A man will never believe his real character until the divine mirror is held before him. According to Romans 7 verse 9, Pilate was considered innocent or of the guilt of putting Jesus merely by washing his hands. Matthew 27 verse 24, and the Jews were absolved from their penalty by refusing to enter the judgment hall and by eating the Passover. However, one's righteousness is determined by how he stands in the sight of God, who weighs the heart and not the actions. Actually, that is what we were reminded in 1 Samuel 16 verse 7. God looks at the heart, not the outward appearance. The way of a man may seem clean in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the spirit. He searches the heart. God searches you, my friend. God searches me. Have you ever seen a pair of scales that can weigh spirits? Well, I'll tell you one. I've never seen them in this world anywhere displayed. But the one that we have is the word of God. The word of God is a mirror. It is a set of scales to measure you. And it says that you come short that you don't measure up according to Romans chapter 3, verse 23. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Does that mean, therefore, we cannot keep the law? Yes, we cannot keep the law to the satisfaction of God because we don't measure up. So was the law useless? No, the law was good and the law is still good. Paul said, the law is good. The law is a mirror. The law reveals to you that you have come short of the glory of God. 
my friend, if you look at the law of God and still say that you are measuring up to it, then you haven't really seen the law yet. You don't really know what the law is saying. When you know what the law says, the law is emphasizing one point. You don't measure up. The law demands perfection, you see, and you and I cannot produce perfection. Therefore, we need a savior. We need one who comes and pays the atonement for us. One who is sinless. You see, that's what the law does. It points us to a savior. The law is a schoolmaster to bring us to Christ. It will take you by the hand and bring you to the cross and say, little fellow, you need a savior and this is your savior. So the law is good, but it will not save you. Just like a schoolmaster is good, but the schoolmaster will not save you. If the ways of man are clean in their own eyes, even with the word of God before him, may I say then, there is none blind like those who will not see. The Lord weighs the spirits. Commit your ways to the Lord, and your thoughts will be established. Proverbs 16, verse 3. Proverbs 16, verse 3. My friend, in today's volatile work world, job security sometimes seems like a contradiction in terms. No one is safe from layoffs, from retrenchments anymore. No one is safe, yet scripture gives God's people no guarantee of employment as well. However, it does offer us a different kind of a job security. That kind of job security is the confidence that comes from stocking our work and our lives on God and his ways. Your confidence should not be hung on your job. It should not be hung on your security, on your retirement packages, or even what you have served, or what has been left to you by parents or some relatives. You put your confidence on God and his ways. You see, the word commit here is literally raw. You just roll your affairs over upon the Lord and he will take charge. That's actually the way I got saved, you see. I simply roll over my worries to him. Are you worried about tomorrow, my friend? Are you worried about next week? How about next year? Or even about the unforeseeable future? How is it all going to work out? We all bother ourselves and bag ourselves down with these questions. Why don't you just turn it over to him? Roll it over onto him. He is willing to take upon himself. That's why we have this instruction. Commit your works to the Lord and your thoughts will be established. The Lord has made all for himself. Yes, even the wicked for the day of doom. Proverbs 16 verse 4. Now, here is a very strong statement, my friend. I would like to call it strong medicine. This proverb is a pill that will send you on a trip. I mean a real mind-blowing trip. The Lord has made all for himself. Have you ever wondered why the ocean is salty or why it has a tide? 
You may answer that it is according to certain laws of nature. But who made those laws of nature? Why is the ocean salty? Because God wanted it that way. The Lord Jesus is the creator and he wanted it that way. Someone may say it is because there is salt in the land and that has been filtered out by the water into the ocean. By the way, who put the salt in the land to begin with? So all is made for himself. Yes, even the wicked for the day of doom. But that means even man is made for God, not for himself. What is the chief end of man? The chief end of man is to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. I don't care who you are or where you are. God created you for his glory, not for yourself. What about the drunkard in the street? What about the crooked man? The lost man? What about him? What about even the prostitute? What about all those? You mean that person is for the glory of God? <laughs> that is why I said this is a very strong pill to swallow. Are you ready to swallow it? All of that is for the glory of God. Oh, you may say, I don't like that. But I don't remember that God ever asked anyone whether or not he liked it. He has never asked me either. And I don't think he can ask you. And very frankly, there are certain things that I don't understand. And I think I could make some very fine suggestions to the Lord and say, Lord, why don't you remove such and such a thing? It is annoying. Why don't you destroy all the evil that is happening? But the Lord replies, Asafa Makanga, I didn't make this universe for you. This universe exists for me. And you exist for me. And you are going to be for my glory, whether you are good or bad, saved or lost. God is accomplishing his purpose in this world, my friend. Don't you think it is about time you got in step with God? He is the one who is running it. So many people want to make sure that they are going with the crowd, going with the thing that is popular, going with the thing that will work out. My friend, I don't know how things are going to work out in this world, but I do know one thing. Ultimately, it's all going to be for the glory of God. Yes, even the wicked for the day of doom. God is going to make the wrath of men to praise him, according to Psalm 76 verse 10. How is he going to do that? Frankly, I don't know. Let's wait. He will show us someday. Are you willing to trust and commit your way to him and get in step with him? The very wonderful thing is that God is moving this universe according to his plan and purpose. The Greeks had a proverb that said, The dice of the gods are loaded. That is exactly what God is saying in this proverb. Whether you like it or not, God is saying to you, don't gamble with me. Don't act as if I don't exist. You can play house as if I don't exist, as if this is your universe and you are going to work it out your own way. But I want you to know that if you start gambling with me, you will lose. You see, this is my universe and I make the dice to come up my way, not your way. My dice are loaded. I already know how 
they are coming up and you don't. The thing for us to do now is actually to get in step with God because all is created for his glory. A man, the scriptures say, is a fool to live without God. Psalm 14 verse 1 and 54 verse 1 tell us, The fool has said in his heart, There is no God. Hebrews 11 verse 6, He who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. This is a pill. And it is one that is hard for men to swallow. But that's God's universe, my friend. When a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. Proverbs 16 verse 7. You see, man can be most effectively reconciled to his enemies by his own reconciliation with God. You see, when man is reconciled to God, it's easy even for that man to reconcile with his enemies. God is the omnipotent creator ruler of this universe and no enemy can attack us except by his permission. We talked about this even when we looked at Job chapter 1 verse 9 to verse 12. Though Laban followed Jacob as an enemy, he was constrained to make peace with him according to Genesis chapter 31 verse 24. Esau reversed from adversary to brother under God's hand according to Genesis 27 verse 41, Genesis 33 verse 1 to verse 4. Godly kings were delivered from their enemies, you see. Even when the enemies are permitted to attack, they together with their arm may be overruled for a greater good. You see, the dice is loaded. It will turn out according to God's plan. But how do you reconcile with your enemies? Make peace with the Lord, and it will be easy for you to make peace with your enemies. A man's heart plans his ways, but the Lord directs his steps. Proverbs 16 verse 9 There is an interesting tension in the relationship between God and his people. On the one hand, we human beings are fully responsible and accountable for planning, for organizing, and for directing our lives. Yet on the other hand, we need to be fully aware that God is accomplishing his purposes in, through, and sometimes despite our plans and efforts. Scripture often affirms this shared responsibility between us as humans and God as the sovereign Lord of the universe. For example, the New Testament exhorts us to work out our salvation, that is, to make responsible choices on a day-to-day -day basis in the light of our eternal salvation. Yet it is that God is at work in us, both to will and to do his good pleasure. Philippians chapter 2, verse 12 and 13. There is that shared responsibility. Are you fulfilling your part of relationship with God? Are you making wise choices based on what he has said in the Bible, his word? Are you trusting him to fulfill his part? 
Pride goes before destruction, and a haughty spirit before a fall. Better to be of a humble spirit with the lowly than to divide the spoil with the proud. Proverbs 16, verse 18 to verse 19. Here again is a thrust made against that which God hates. God hates pride. Pride is the number one on God's head parade. Proverbs 6, verse 16 and 19. This is the thing that brought down the archangel, whom we now know as Satan today. He was Lucifer, son of the morning, probably the highest creature God created until sin was found in him. What was that sin? It was the sin of pride. He attempted to lift himself above God because he was such a great creature whom God had created and given the power of free choice. There are so many scriptures, there are so many people in scripture today who illustrate this matter of pride. This is the thing that was the undoing of that man in the book of Esther called Haman. It was also Absalom's great fall. Imagine Absalom rebelling against his own father David. Goliath the giant boasted in his pride. And Ahab was filled with pride. What happened to them? They all fell. Pleasant words are like a honeycomb, sweetness to the soul and health to the bones. Proverbs 16 verse 24. Pleasant words are important, you see. We all like to hear something good, don't we? We read the newspapers and always get the bad news. It's too bad. More people don't read the Bible. The Bible is filled with the good news. That's where the pleasant words are. That is what the gospel is all about. Also, we should learn to say it with pleasant words now instead of trying to say it with flowers when it is too late. The gospel will not be preached after people have died. Don't even put a cross on people who never believed on the Lord Jesus. There is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. Proverbs 16 verse 25. You will recognize that we have heard this proverb before. Actually, in Proverbs 14 verse 12, that same proverb was given. But then why is it repeated here? Well, it is repeated because God doesn't want us to miss this one. Repetition reveals the importance. There is a way that seems right in a man's eyes, but the end of it is death or destruction. God has given us a way of salvation. Men always come up with alternative ways and say this is the best way I would go to heaven. This is the best way I would become related with God. That way seems right, but its end is destruction. Go the Lord's way. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. There is an African saying that people usually talk about, and they say there are so many ways to climb a mountain. One goes this way, one goes that way, one goes on the other side, and we all meet at the summit. 
That proverb does not apply in our salvation story. Jesus is the way, my friend. An ungodly man digs up evil, and it is on his lips like a burning fire. Proverbs 16, verse 27. We probably all know someone who fits this proverb. We need to guard our own tongue and our lips so that we do not do the same. Lips that dig up evil, that are simply fiery with evil. A perverse man sows strife, and a whisperer separates the best of friends. Proverbs 16 verse 28. We said before that some people will believe anything if it is whispered to them. There are those people who go around and whisper things, separating friends. This is talking about the evil of tailbearing and gossip. Why are you having to whisper it? The silver head is a crown of glory if it is found in the way of righteousness. Proverbs 16 verse 31. This is a good motto for the senior citizen, my friend. Old age may be the crown or reward of a good life when the aged one is found in the way of righteousness. You see, that is the... But there are some people who are even well advanced in age, yet there is nothing glorious about them. And you'll find that the reason is because they don't walk the ways of righteousness. The lot is cast into the lap, but its every decision is from the Lord. Proverbs 16 verse 33. This verse applies to the whole book of Esther, if you like. In his pride, Haman cast lots to determine the destruction of the Jews, and he determined the day when they will be destroyed. But God intervened, and he delivered his people, and the Jewish feast of Purim, which means lots, is a celebration of that providential day, even to this day. Let me say again that the dice of the gods are loaded. Don't gamble with God. Don't take a chance with him. Remember that it is God's universe, and it is all for his glory. It is for his purpose. Do you want to cooperate with God? Do you want to get in step with God or continue in rebellion? It is not your will, but God's will that will ultimately prevail. Oh, that you and I would get in step with him and be at peace with him, being justified by faith. You can have copies of the notes and outlines used for these Living Word for Africa programs so you can follow them as you listen. For your copies, please send an email to info at twrafrica.org. Please say which book of the Bible you want them for and be sure to include your name and contact information. Let me repeat that email address for you. Info at twrafrica.org.